This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Father podcast on the internet. That's right. We are here to talk about how I met your father. I am Josh here with my best bud, John. How are you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing excellent today. I can actually talk more normal today. I feel the best I've felt in a while. The year is confusing me, but we are here. Mm-hmm. And my lighting was just blowing my face out, apparently. I don't know what's Dude, going you, on You today. look amazing in your lighting. <laughs> you look like Casper the Friendly Ghost. I do. Let me see. Does this work? Ooh. Oh, that's a little bit better. That's so much better. I'm just going to close my curtain. Bam! I got skin tone, people. Skin He's tone. He's got pigmentation. <laughs> All right, folks. So we are going to get into How I Met Your Father, Season 1, Episode 6, Stacy. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Stacy is her name. Being a bitch is her game. Yes. That's how we roll. Uh, so this episode aired February 15th of 2022. <coughs> directed by Phil Lewis. Uh, John, you know Phil Lewis. Yeah. You may not know his name, but you know who he is. He's the hooch. He is hooch. And he's also Dude, Mr. Mosby. You act on- like I wouldn't know who Phil Lewis was. Dude, I didn't I love- know his name. I'm just I I okay. I, had to, I looked him up because I had no idea who Listen. this dude was until I looked okay. up his name. So those of you who don't know, Josh and I play this game where you, we we say an actor or an actress, we try to link either to a TV show or movie and name a romantic uh, person of the opposite sex, usually. And Josh is stellar at this game because Josh knows actors and actresses and can remember movies that like. I can't. But when it comes to the tedious bullshit, like hooch, you best bet I know who the fuck Phil Lewis is. Hey man, good for you. I had I did not. So uh I had no I had no reason to assume you did. <laughs> hooch is crazy. Hooch is crazy. Uh I do find it funny that he played a character called Mr. Mosby yes. on uh on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody because of Ted Mosby. Maybe yeah. that's how he got his uh Maybe he was like, I'm Ted's like long lost uncle. Hey, you never like, know. Oh, an episode then? Go ahead. And he's like, yeah. he's like, hmm. I, I yes. saw that. I was like, who t- directed an episode of How I Met Your Father? He is crazy. He is crazy. He is crazy. Uh, <laughs> and it was written by Donald Diego, uh, who is the executive, one of the executive producers on How I Met Your Father. As well, uh, he was also a staff writer on the fifth season of Community. Ooh. Yeah, you know, not one of the best seasons, but 
you know, I still like the show. <laughs> I mean, you can't take one season out from the rest of them and pick it apart. I mean, I can, but <laughs> you usually do. Season one and eight of The Office, for instance, not the best. Fair, not the best. Just saying. Uh, all right. So the summary for this episode, uh, which I'll say before I even read it, leaves a little bit out. Uh, it says Sophie feels haunted by her boyfriend's ex. Sid and Hannah hash out an old argument. Charlie and Ellen host a dinner party. Yet there's some key things, you know, they didn't mention Charlie and Vale. They didn't mention the whole thing with Jesse and Ellen. None of that stuff happened. <clears throat> well, uh, I mean, they were focused on the main two stories. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, usually that's what the synopsis does. You could go. They could go a little deeper. They could go a little deeper with it. True. You know, uh, that's. But, but I prefer to not do it myself. So I just read what they write. So interesting <laughs> thing about this episode is like a whole. I don't know about you per se, but when I watched this one, I got a real season of breakups vibe. Yes, I literally have that in my notes. Uh, I wrote, uh, uh, the very first thing I have written down says, this episode is all about testing relationships. Every single character runs this path, which which they do. And then I said, it reminded me of the episode of How I Met Your Mother, where one of the couples uh, will break up, which is the season of breakups. And yeah, 100%. Because there are right. four, there are four couples in this episode. One of them doesn't make it out of the episode. Yep. And I was like, "Huh, okay, I like that." You know, it was something a little different. Well, it was weird because, like, when we recorded for the last episode, I said it didn't really feel like uh, it didn't fit the season so far. Like, it was just kind of like different. I said it had that different vibe to it. Yeah. This yeah. one completely different. I watched this one. And I was crying while I was laughing. And I was like, this is how I met your mother feel. Like, this is what the show has been missing the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree. Um, And I Um, like the way I like the way they branched the stories. Because, like, you know, it has, like, the two the two main stories. Right. But each story branches off into two other separate stories. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was really neat because we haven't seen that. Uh, it's very, I don't even know, we, we've probably seen that in How I Met Your Mother, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, but I feel like it's very rare. We don't typically see no. a br- branching within, you know, the separate stories. So we had, you know, we have Couples Night, which branches into Sophie and Drew and, and Stacy, obviously, and then the whole Sid and Hannah stuff. And then we have the dinner party, which is, we got uh, Jesse, Ellen, and, and the Mia stuff, and then yeah. the Vale, Vale and Charlie stuff so i was like a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff happening here which kind of like we talked about ties into that whole summer breakups type thing yeah because they centerize on all the couples it was really nice because like i said with the last episode there wasn't much going on in it it was a very basic episode like there was like the two storylines but they didn't really cover it was a bit more about the last one was a bit more kind of about learning about Sophie's past really yeah. giving giving us more about her is what it was it was really i think what the the crux of that episode was. yeah yeah but like with this one there was just like it almost felt like if it wasn't controlled the way it was there would have been too much going on yeah oh yeah absolutely I, I mean, I, I know what you know what I mean when I say that too. But I, I think, also really like that you. I think if by. they had, I think if they had tried to do all the storylines <clears throat> completely separate and have like actually have four separate storylines, oh, yeah. that that would have been way too much. But having it 
you have these two storylines that branch, I think that is how why it worked as well as it did. Agreed. Yeah. I, I love that you and I vibe though on the summer breakups thing because that I just think that was really cool. Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah, I'm so happy that you said that because I was like, I, I really I hope I'm not the only one feeling that because like it, no, it, I it, totally it, like, it almost like punched me in the face when I when I realized what was going on. Yeah. Well, and that was it. I realized it about like halfway through where I was like, oh man, this has got like that real vibe. Like they're not like at least I thought at least two of them were not going to work out. Mm, okay. I'm glad that. Well, let's just kind of start talking about the episode a little bit. Yeah, I was really glad to see the Charlie and Val side of everything. Yes. Um. Yeah. There's felt. There's felt of the three like main character ones, not the Jesse Mia one. Um. There's felt the most volatile. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I was worried too because like it got serious. Well, and like I understand both sides of the argument going on with their their fight. Yeah, I get that sometimes you you're not lying when you omit the truth all the time. Sometimes you don't talk about shit because you know it's going to cause problems. Yeah, and that's exactly why Charlie wasn't like, oh, you know, all this shit happened because of women. You know, and it's oh. it's funny because both like both main storylines were kind of almost mirroring each other a little bit. Yeah, just certain. Because you had Drew doing the same kind of thing. You did. Lying about stuff because he didn't want to cause more problems. Yes. You know what I mean? No. So I, I find that interesting. And yes, and I, I thought kind of about that a little bit, but not honestly as much as you did. Because I was like, oh, man. I was like, it's reversed. But I didn't really think about like the omittance of truth when it came to the Drew one. Because yeah. I had a little bit more to that one. Okay, and we'll get to that one. So when it came to the Charlie and Val side, I was like, okay, I get it. Charlie's scared. You know, first off, dude's out of his element. You oh, know, yeah. he doesn't really have anybody else. He's He's got Sid that, like, he seems to be the closest to. And I was like, but he can't really go to Sid at this point because Sid's gone on the weekend. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, he's battling this whole shit with uh, Val. And I, I feel... Is if Val overreacted a little bit? Yeah, but and I thought that at first. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Why is she acting this way?" Like, she talks about people she slept with all the time, all the time, and it, it's not until the end that you find out why yeah. she's acting this way. Um, because yeah, it does. It feels like a big overreaction throughout the episode. Listen. It's like it's it's almost. It reminds me of. Was it? Yeah, it was the. Was it the last? No, it was the. Uh, was it the last episode? Where or was it the Dirty Thirty episode? I think it was the Dirty Thirty episode. Yeah, where um, her character was the like the opposite. She yeah. was like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Whatever. We're gonna be an open relationship. She was completely on the opposite side oh, of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And acting out of character. And now again here because she's not in that sweet spot. She's, she's not, not in that she's middle. In her- yeah, she's in like an uncomfortable territory. Yeah, so she doesn't know how to act because she's not really it seems like she's never really been in love. Probably hasn't. You know, and this seems to me like it might be the first time for her. Um and it's hard will, for her. I will say this. When <laughs> she looked Charlie in the face and told him she loved him, dude. dude yeah. That was, I, I that had was to fight it. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Like, that's a sweet moment right there. It, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> also it, and they didn't play it for any any laughs, really. Like, no, he didn't like make some crack or anything. He 
set it back. And like, it was such a good, sweet moment. <coughs> I loved that, that his out. grab her, embrace her, kiss her moment. Like I was yeah. like, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I like them as a couple. I, I also, really while we're talking about Charlie, actively see him work in the bar during this episode. Yes, we do. <laughs> and not the best. <laughs> I love how he's like, does everybody want some beer? Because I forgot what you guys ordered. Yeah, I was, I was like, hilarious. oh, damn. <laughs> and it's funny because we do see Jasper. He's standing yeah. at the bar. He's again. Tra- he, he's got to train Charlotte. Yeah, again, no dialogue. Yeah, I think he was like on his phone or something. He's I like, think he, it was a mix of him on his phone and watching Charlie. Because hmm. like I noticed at a couple points he was like. <laughs> yeah, but again, he doesn't yeah. seem to care that much. So I think they're going to fade him come just complete. I think he's just eventually going to go away. Fair, I probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, or maybe he'll just be like a, like a Carl where he just pops up like every so often he gets a line or two every like, you know, like a couple times a season or something. You know what I mean? That would be kind of cool. Who, who knows? You know, he might stick around, but we almost never see him. And that way, you know, it gives Charlie more to do at the bar instead. That is we'll, true. We'll focus on him uh, there. Speaking of him at the bar, <coughs> um, Sid says a line that I had to like. I had to do Google research because of this. Um, when he gives him back his papers, and he's like, "I don't know why I photocopied these. You working here is totally illegal." I was like. Why the fuck would it be illegal? I mean, he's living here, right? Yeah. But I had to look it up. You have to have a very specific work visa to be working there. And it we've never seen or heard of anything of him trying to get that. So I'm assuming that's why. I'm surprised he, you had to Google that. I it just I didn't think about that. I thought like if you're living here that you I'm pretty sure you have to have a visa just to live here. Yeah, so I didn't he, think about the fact that you had to have a separate one yeah. just to get a job. I'm just like, think wouldn't, Robin. wouldn't the government want you to get a job so you can pay their taxes and shit? They so you think they'd make like, it a little you know, bit easier, but just think Robin, man. Robin. Oh yeah. Work visa. Ro- yeah. Robin, the whole Robin thing pop- thought like popped up in my mind too. Cause with that being a thing, it made me think, I wonder if they're eventually going to go, the deportation storyline at some point. Ooh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like what they did with Robin. So yeah. That, it'll be interesting to see because like they easily could, especially what if it, what if they find somebody finds out that he is working there. True. Under the table. You know? True. So I don't know. It could be it could be interesting. It could add a little bit of drama to things. Uh yeah, that was just another thing that I wanted to point out uh when it came to the whole All right. So situation. you pick the next part we talk about. Uh, well, let's let's just talk about the opening because uh, that had everybody in it, and and it is before everything kind of split off. Um, we started talking about it because we saw Charlie and True. everything there. Uh, we see Hannah finally; she comes back into town. Yeah, it was kind of nice to see her again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're her and Sid are uh, checking out a possible wedding venue, and they they're able to take a couple guests with them. <laughs> and Jesse <laughs> thinks it's gonna be him. I'm just like. Like, I get that it's, like, your best bud, but, like, really, guy? <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, I knew instantly who it was going to be. Like, Oh, yeah. That when they were like, we can take two guests, I was like, oh, it's going to be Sophie and Drew. It makes the most sense. They're, like, the actual other couple, you know, yep. that isn't 
that it I don't know, it's like I think it's because they're friends with Drew. I think that's why. Because like you you do have Charlie and uh and Vale, but like they're not as close friends yet. No, nope. you know, that's starting, but it's not quite there. So it, it made sense. We got uh a little bit of insight on on Drew's past a little bit, you know. Uh they used to call him Drewshi because his apartment smelled like fish, apparently. We also got a little bit of a backstory on Sid. Yeah. Which was really nice. I have a lot more respect for his character. Yeah. You want to talk about it a little bit? Well, so when we're going into the Sid storyline, the Sid and Hannah storyline, which I was like, they're a really cute couple. They are. In the whole weekend, like... They have this romantic bond with one another, and they're you know they're they're doing the thing, and then he talks about how he became the established bar owner yeah, of yeah. Uh, Pembleton's Pem- uh, Pemberton's yeah Pemberton's, Pemberton's. Yeah. and he's talking about yeah how- they, they talk about this at the at the restaurant or at the venue yeah. that they're at, which funny enough the guy who owns the place is played by the actor who plays. The reverse flash on the flash. Oh, no way. Yeah. I was like, why do I know this guy? And I'm like staring at his face. I'm like, that's Eobard Thawne right there. <laughs> so we find out that before Sid became the bar owner, Sid used to be in medical school with Hannah. Yeah. And that's how they well, met. We knew, we knew that he had gone to medical school and that's how they met. I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So it was really nice to get that that retouch on that yeah. because they don't touch on Sid a lot. Like I don't, his, I, though. I don't remember if they said he dropped out, but they reveal that he dropped. Yeah, out he dropped out, school. and oh, he said how yeah. he was struggling. And I think it's really cool. It shows that you know medical school wasn't his thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, because he, he comes from a traditional Indian family who, like, a lot of times the the the. It, the, the parents tend to push you towards like those high pay, like lawyers and doctors like that. That happens. That's a real thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and they show that his dad <clears throat> talking to him about this and he, you're going to be a doctor, you yep. know, essentially whether you like it or not, you know? And so he, he does that. He does. He, he goes to medical school to, to make his parents happy. And it obviously didn't make him happy. And I mean, and it doesn't, and I love how he's like, you know, so I started hanging out at this bar where I did a lot of my studying. Yeah. He became friends with this elderly um, owner, and then one day he finds out the owner died, and that's where he realizes what he needs to do. Yeah. So he goes to the bank, and he takes out a loan, and he buys the bar without even asking Hannah, yeah. and this is where their storyline is set. Yeah. It is set at this crook where it was a do-or-don't decision, and he felt like if he didn't make this decision, he would regret it. Yeah. And I really thought to myself for a few moments, and it, it isn't until he has the big talk with Sophie where oh, I'm like, <laughs> Hannah's a very giving woman. Yeah. Like, there's not much she wouldn't do for him. Like, they love each other dearly. Yeah. And he even says, like, she's like, well, do you think if you'd talked to her first, she'd have said no? And he's like, No. Yeah, he knows that she would have supported his decision. Absolutely. It was just all about the fact that he didn't even talk to her at all about it. It's yeah. it's kind of <laughs> I, I hate that we always mirror it to how I met your mother, but I it's mean, kind of really, hard not to, especially in the in the first season. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's kind of hard not to. It, it kind of mirrors when <clears throat> uh, Marshall takes the judge position in season nine. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like, you know, it's going to happen. It's, it's what it needs to be, but it also explains why Sid is so hard ass on having the bar be perfect. Yeah. Because he can't fail. Yeah. And it's like, I feel for him in that instance because, like, he really, really wants this. Yeah. And Hannah's not going to take it away from him. And I love that about her. Yeah. They're doing their own separate things right now, but they still love each other and they're going to be happy. I think they're going to be a great couple. I agree. Yeah. It's funny because before the show, before the series started, we learned that Sid was a bar owner, that he bought a bar. We knew that before the show even started. And, like, we, you know, we made the, the joke, you know, uh, you know, there's five words that every guy says. We should buy a bar. We buy a bar. But that's not the situation here. It wasn't this like this this epiphany moment. Oh, we should buy a bar. It was this. This is something I I have to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was very. I like that they didn't go that that the, the route that we assumed would be the reason why he did. It was just just because. But, like, there's an, a real, actual, deep emotional meaning behind why he did it. Well, I also love that he didn't change the name out of respect for the other Yeah, owner. yeah. Like, he kept it the way it was. And yeah. I'm like, man, I'm like, that's so sweet. Like, yeah. like Sid is a really chill dude. I, I like I, him. He's, he's I can't wait to become see him. He's become my favorite character. Yeah? Yeah. Even more so after this episode, I think. Because all that the, the the scene with him and Sophie in the hallway, just yes, it was nice to see them have a moment together. That was really cool. By the um, way, next time you need to apologize to me if I don't get a Kit Kat during the apology, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> okay, I should just buy a whole box and just keep them around. Whole box. <laughs> just I keep them bought- around anytime I need. Like, oh, here, here you go. You're like, I'll oh man, I gotta apologize. Here's a Kit Kat. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so. Early in the episode, uh, toward the beginning, when uh, they're still all all together at the bar, this is where we kind of first learn about Stacy. Uh, Hannah accidentally calls Sophie Stacy, yeah. um, and we find out that this is uh, Drew's ex. They used to hang out with Sid and Hannah a lot, and uh, Sophie tries to play it off like it doesn't bother her, but then when she gets you know, back home with Vale alone, it it, it it bothers her quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. And uh, I mean, have you yeah. ever been called the wrong name? I think so. Yeah, and it did. Uh, for five, from what I remember, this is a long time ago. Um, I think it did bother, her, but I didn't get as crazy. She got she got a little, yeah. she got nutty. She went a little, but <laughs> Vale doesn't really help. She's just like, I'm gonna throw a little fire on that. We're gonna Instagram. We're gonna, oh, we're gonna yeah. look this chick up. <laughs> and Listen, she does some deep dive to find this girl. I would like to say they would probably bug me if I got called the wrong guy's name, but the only girl that would have ever happened with her ex's name was the same as mine. So I could never tell if she was calling me by my name or his name. Fair. <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, too. oh I do. I do. Um, and uh, it, like I said, she, it goes on this deep dive, and then we also we find out that Sophie and Drew have they've been together for a month. They haven't had sex yet, which I was like, "Huh, okay." Didn't really. I shock mean, it's not me, it's not necessarily uncommon, but like, I just 
I just assumed that they probably would have by now. Listen, so I when know. I heard that, I I went Jason Momoa in my mind with respect for Drew. I was like, my man. I'm like, man. okay. Yeah. I was like, good <laughs> for you, dude. You've got this smoking ass hottie, and you're playing a fucking chill. You're like, I could fuck her, but I'm not going to. Yet. Yeah, he is. He's a. I, I like his character. He's a totally chill dude, and uh, he seems like a real nice guy. Um, even after like the stuff that happens in this episode with him, like, you know, lying by omission. I mean, actually straight lying too. He doesn't just lie by omission because he, he does straight up say, you know, oh yeah, I've never been here before. Never been here. Never, you know, know. he does straight up lie, but even with all that, you still like him at the end, you know, you do because of the way he handles it all, uh, at the end, which I mean, it's, that's, that's good writing. I think in my, you know, it, it, they're doing a good job here with, with these characters. Uh, all right. So do you want to dive deeper into the uh, the couple's getaway or, or do you want to go into the dinner? Yeah, let's, let's go into the couple's getaway since we're there. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, we Like I said, we meet the the, the venue owner, uh, which, uh, which I already talked a little bit about. And then they get to, there was this line that really made me laugh both times that I watched it. And because he's talking about everything that's in here was made on the property. And they're like, and she's like, even the host, you know, making a yeah, joke. He's, he's like, like actually, actually, yes, that's my son. And he was conceived in the room you're standing in. I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. It. Just the way that he says it, just the smile on his face. In. Oh, no, he says, no, I could have swore he said the room that you're no, standing the in. The room that they're staying in. Oh, okay. So then I miss her. Because she's, like, she's like, that's slightly creepy. <laughs> I mean, it's. I feel like it still would have been creepy at the room that they're standing in. I mean, it would have. <laughs> Might have been even more. Because <laughs> that's just an open area. Uh, so but, I'm but, not yeah. going to lie. I thought he was trying to sell wine to Sid. Like, he was constantly holding the bottle of wine. Yeah. I'm like, is he trying to, like, per, per, push, like, a wine order on him? Like, is he, like, buy my wine? I, yeah, I don't know what that was about. Um, I wonder if it was just, if it was just their kind of way of like they want they want this guy to seem almost kind of fancy, so he's got the wine. Maybe I maybe. don't know. I mean, because yeah. Sid did say they have a what is it? It's uh big oh big owner energy B O E B O E. Yep, and it's funny because Boy! because because when the owner says it, he's like. Boe is actually happening, and it reminded me of Barney and all the little things that he does, like you know, the yeah. Lemon Law and all this other stuff. You know, like he's making it happen, and it's finally happening. Uh, and so that was really—I thought that was kind of funny—that uh, we got a little something of that. It, I mean, it, it is, and it was really chill. Yeah, but so <laughs> focusing on the the Sophie and Drew thing for a second. Okay. Poor Sophie's trying her damnedest to like have a good weekend. While knowing that Stacy and Drew both been there, you know, Drew's pulling me. But she didn't know at first, and that's the no, thing. Like they get, they get there and everything, and she's just like she's she's standing away from the from the table. I think she was like checking something. Yeah, um, and she just kind of like glances over and she sees where they are sitting and realizes she's seen that exact like the table and in, in front of the cabinet <laughs> seen before because it's on Stacy's Instagram. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and then the same thing happens with, with the meal. Yep, and it's the like, lobster. it's like, what is like, come on, Drew. Like, what are you doing? Like, well, you're even getting the same meal. It, it like, it's not fairness. his, it's not his fault 
that they went to this place because True. this was Sid and Hannah doing it. But yes. like, I mean, you but had to order this. He didn't know she knew about the meal and stuff. That's true. Maybe he just really likes lobster. It just seems odd. Like, I get it. It was probably super good. He's like, you know what? I want to get that again because it was super good. You know, and and I get that. And maybe he felt like, because we learned later on, you know, that it wasn't that great of a weekend, actually. And maybe he wanted it to to have it again in a better setting. I don't know. Maybe. I've done that before. Yeah. It did just seem, I was like, what are you doing, man? Come on. Now, like, you're better than this. <laughs> we talked about her having the moment in the hallway with Sid. Yeah. So then she goes back in the bedroom and, you know, they have their moment. Mm-hmm. He apologizes for everything. She apologizes for everything. They have their moment where they come back together. Here's the real question. Do they have sex? I think so. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, th- they were planning to. I mean, they were planning to, but and you don't so- think the weekend was too lost? No, I don't. I think because, um, like he came, he came clean and they made up. I think that would have like they both realized they're in this thing, and so I a hundred percent believe that they that they did. Quite, the real question is, did they leave the Kit Kat on the bed? It got used she, during sex because she tossed it on the bed and like it never got given to him. It, it was just there. Maybe it got used during sex. Maybe I stand by did. that. Maybe it did. Wouldn't be the first time uh, I've done that. Just you used a Kit Kat during sex? Well, not specifically a Kit Kat, but you know, a candy bar has come into play before. <laughs> oh, I have so many questions that I will have to ask yeah. off there. Um, uh, there, there was one uh, f- funny, kind of interesting thing that happened in this that nobody other than you really is going to have any care about um, because it's kind of an inside thing for me. Okay. Did you catch what the date was in the date book in the in the signature book? Was it two twenty two? It was February twenty second of twenty twenty. Yep. And I was like, "Whole!" I, I had to rewind. I was like, "Did I just see what I think I saw?" Nice. Yeah. For those out there, that's my number two twenty two. Just two twenty two. And we're almost there. We are just saying in in this. It'll almost be two almost two years to the day. I'm gonna have to post that on on Twitter. Two years to the day that Drew and Stacy went to this place. <laughs> there you go. All right. So let's talk about Ellen, Jesse, and Mia. Did you want to talk any more about the, the Sid Hannah stuff since uh, that was the rest of the couple getaway? Just I mean, their thing it. was kind of brushed over, but I mean. Sure, yeah, it wasn't it. it wasn't as as in-depth as uh as as the Drew and and Sophie stuff, but yeah. so yeah, so we can we'll, we'll okay. we can address it before we move on. So yeah, so then Sid goes back into the bedroom with his Kit Kat, yeah, and you know he he apologizes that he bought the the bar in you know uh, Bradshaw. What's yeah. the word I'm for? Hastiness. Uh, yeah, yeah hastiness that works. And you know Hannah's so amazing. She's like, you know, I don't mind that you did it. I just wish you would have said something to me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, baby, I love you. And she's like, baby, I love you, too. And then she's like, do me dirty. And he's like, yeah, let me get they're this gonna have, out. They're going to have a baby. <laughs> and then everyone died. No, yep. I'm kidding. End of the series. That renewal that happened. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention at the top, man. The show got renewed for a 20-episode second season. Spoilers, so bro. <laughs> we're going to see all kinds of good stuff. Uh, hey. Or are we? Maybe it was all a trick. And uh, oh. this episode was the finale. 
I don't know. Maybe everybody dies. Dude, that would be a sick trick. <laughs> They're like, the show has been renewed. Here's your new episode. Everybody's murdered in some gruesome fashion. <laughs> the, the or, or like, or like, like or like the episode pans back and it's all inside of a snow globe. You know what I'm talking about. St. Elsewhere. You got it. <laughs> Good reference. St. Pemberton's. Uh, St. Pemberton's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's uh, let's get into the dinner party. Section. There was some, <laughs> some good stuff happening here. There was. Man. Now, we addressed uh, part of this. Yeah, we did. Uh, so, uh, Charlie and Ellen decided to put on a dinner party. Where yeah. Charlie's first check is a bar uh, tender. Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't afford much. Does not go as far. It's funny because Ellen's idea of a party and Charlie's idea of a party are two very different things. Well, I mean... He does have slightly different upbringing. Oh yeah, no, I understood oh, why. Yeah. I just, I just find it, I find it funny because like she makes a table out of like some boxes because like they don't have a table because they're poor as hell. Yeah, and well, like it tips it's funny over. She did that, and the first thing I thought of was the scene from The Office where Jim switches out all the <laughs> white furniture for yeah. like for the cardboard. Yeah, the. Green <clears throat> When he wraps it in Christmas paper. When he paper. wraps it in Christmas paper. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. I know it wasn't like supposed to be that, but that's where my head went. And I was like, it, ah. It, it reminded me of that. And it also, I mean, we literally said we, we got to stop comparing it to How I Met Your Mother. But when Ted, or was it, who is it? Uh, who who was making, was it Lily making their, or was it Ted making their own furniture? Uh, oh, and the, Ted. The, the co- okay, and the coffee table. Yep. And it just collapses. Yep. Yeah, the cup that like doesn't hold liquid, and then yep, he yep. makes the crib at the end. And when they toss the note in, it just like fucking crumbles. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, so that kind of just made me think of that. I was like, oh, another another coffee table that just doesn't hold up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, Charlie makes uh, a comment where he's like, she she's like, you could just buy cheaper things, and he's like. Uh, like I'm just like I'm gonna go out and buy chunks of pepper jack and pigs in a blanket. Yeah, I'm like I'm like fuck, man. I would I'd rock the shit out of that at a party. Hell's yeah! You put Jeff. those on platter, and I'm like, no, this is a good party. <laughs> I thought it was great though that like when he pulls out the artichoke. Oh yeah. Like, okay, everybody's just gonna rip off a piece <laughs> and pass it around the table. And I'm like, and it gets oh. to me, and he's like, one leaf, Mia. Yeah, one leaf. <laughs> oh man! Uh, speaking of, so, the, of Mia, oh man, this, she is probably the most terrible person that we've met on the show. So far. probably, like she's just like, like you know, people, uh, you know, you have the whole like liberal versus conservative crap, right? I'm very liberal, you know that, very left wing, but this chick it, it makes liberals look bad. You know what I mean? She's like super activist and like makes you feel bad for fucking like using a straw or, uh, you know, oh, having a, what was it, like a tiger or leopard print she was shirt? Like a cheetah print. Cheetah or print shirt. It's not like it's real. You know, she's like, well, how would you feel if I had a shirt that uh, with the print of your skin on it? And I'm just like, who the fuck says that? Right. Like, what? Like get the fuck out of here! Like I don't know. I I did not like her one. That is bit. some psychopath shit right there. Yeah, she's. I did not. Not even. A, oh man, I'm so. I was rooting for her to be out the door. <laughs> Listen, 
So while we're talking about that part of the story arc, yeah. well, we can talk about it in parallels. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> when when she first walks to the door, and Ellen's like, "Oh, as, hello yeah. there." As soon as I, you, I saw the shocked look on her face. I was like, "It's the girl she slept with." Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, so this is where that storyline's gonna go. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, I can't believe they're really gonna pull out such a cliche trope already. <laughs> like, okay, so we're gonna have the brother sister who have now fucked the same person. And then they get down the line a little bit during the dinner, and Charlie's like, Oh, I bet you're a great lover. And Ellen's like, She is, and Jesse's like, We haven't had sex yet. <laughs> And then he gets pissed off, and he's like, oh, well, uh. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I mean, I get that. I, get, I you know, it's, it's a very, very awkward situation. Um, but honestly, Mia is the one, in my opinion, to blame. Because she, like, her, <clears throat> her and Ellen sleep together, right? And they show the scene where it's like, they're at the coffee shop. They kiss. Mia turns around and instantly meets Jesse, right? Instantly. And so it's like she also was like bitching at Ellen because Ellen didn't call her back. Yeah. But you're over here hooking up with some other dude. Right away. It's like fuck you. Like, why like don't be getting up on her jock for that. All right. So now this is a moment in the episode where I'm <laughs> gonna take what's happening in the show and compare it to something I've done in real life and I want your opinion on something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we know how awkward this love triangle is between Ellen, Mia, and Jesse. Yeah. How awkward of a family situation have I created with the husband, wife, sister? <laughs> it's true. It's you true. think that ever comes up in conversation ever? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Look at this smile. That's a real smile. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's very true. Good stuff. <laughs> like, it's had to at least come up once, right? Oh, it had, absolutely, absolutely had to have. <laughs> Problem right. is, you, you're not you're not as douchey as Mia, so I'm just saying <clears throat> that is true. So, the douche yeah. in that relationship was Eric. There you go. Names galore. Names galore. But uh, <laughs> said his first name. I didn't say Eric Sandine. There it is, folks. Uh, but yeah, um, the whole. I'm so glad that Jesse did because, like, he was kind of like fawning over her. You know, he like, was. You could see like Ellen being like, Ugh, and Jesse being like, oh, and like anytime they'd like say, she'd say stuff. Uh, and then eventually, he just he got so fed up with it, and it was I, I loved it. I, he was I like, "That's it. it. I'm done." I was like, "Yes." I think part of it might have been like honeymoon phase. Yeah. Like, you know, they just started dating. Things are glorious. Well, that and he he even kind of says it, you know, it's like he's tired of being like he doesn't want to be single. And like, I think the whole thing with them going away for the weekend and him being excluded, that Ooh. got under his skin. And that was a funny moment, too, when they're talking about how he's like, I would have thought I would have been on the weekend. And they're like, because you love Sophie. Or because it's your friends. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's and like, he's like, I'm out of here. I have yeah. no idea who any of these people are. Yeah. Like, and the, and he denies that, you know, he's like, it's because, because I want to hang out with my friends. And I'm just like, no, 
Like they are, they are a hundred percent sowing the seeds for that storyline, oh, yeah. you know, for the Jesse and Sophie uh, storyline. Like we see it, it's it's gonna, it's gonna eventually something is gonna happen. Whether Something's just be, happen. whether just be he like professes how he feels about her, uh, whether he gets shot down or not, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. Um, we got a whole second season coming to find out if they're gonna do anything with that. So also. Uh, Something else that we kind of forgot to mention during talking about it. Did you catch the line by Sophie that she's never been in a committed relationship? Yes. Yeah, I have that. I have that written down. She's like, I've dated tons of guys, but she's yeah, she's never been in an actual committed, like full on relationship. And it's yeah, like, I oh. guess it just like never works out for her. Like yeah. it fizzles before it gets there, which is and so I'm sad. Like, like she seems like such a cool person. Yeah. You know, this character, like she's quirky. She's totally a girl that I would try to pick up in a bar. Yeah, she's quirky and fun and interesting and beautiful. And so it's like gorgeous. Like these dudes are idiots, you know? Like, yeah. I don't I don't understand, man. I just don't understand uh at all. <laughs> but uh yeah, the the whole the whole love triangle thing, it was it was funny. It was funny. And it was obvious that that was gonna be the one that didn't last yo i mean know? obviously yeah and and uh i would have thought it would have been funny though is if mia was leaving because she makes that whole big stink about not knowing anybody she's out i thought it would have been funny if ellen was like call me <laughs> you know kind of kind of almost like what she tried to do in the last episode yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean it, i mean i know it probably wouldn't have happened but yeah. i just thought it'd been funny yeah it would have been <clears throat> Uh, it, it definitely would have been uh, funny. Uh, okay, and then we got the we talked a bit about it, the Vale and Charlie stuff. Yeah, uh, their payoff was really sweet. Yeah, you know, it all comes. You know, she started because the thing is, throughout the from the beginning of the episode, Charlie is trying to hide the fact that it bothers him. Yeah, that when Vale talks about the dudes that that she has slept with and all this stuff, and she's real nonchalant about it. She just says it because she to her it's not a big deal. Okay. But it's not a big deal when it's about her, you know. True. And she says, you know, oh, you know, it wouldn't bother me if it was just about you, you know, sleeping with random girls. It's because he chose to move to other countries for these girls the same way he did for her. And I'm just like, okay. And why does that, you know, why is that special? Like, why, like, why should that be any more special? You know, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I mean, obviously, like I said, we find out why she's kind of acting the way she is. But I, honestly, I think at the beginning, it was just like all the other girls. You know, he he ran off to this other country with this girl that he had just met. I do believe for 100 percent that at the beginning, it was just like all the other times. Probably there was nothing special about it, but he fell in love with her. And that's the difference. You know, they had a shared moment. They had a shared moment. And so, yeah, you know, her getting all upset about it. And then when they finally, because, yeah, you, you talked about before, you thought that this would be the one, or at least one of the ones that didn't make it. And I was, I was worried about that because it got, it got real like heavy. Oh, she yeah. like leaves and stuff. And like, like, is, is this going to be okay? Because even the other two relationships, over on on the on the, the the couples retreat, I didn't. I never for a second thought, oh, one of these relationships is going to end. 
You know, I didn't, I didn't feel that way as they were going through it. But with Vale and Charlie, like I felt that was a possibility. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, but you know, we see, we see them get back together. And like you said, a beautiful, a beautiful get back uh, yeah. moment um, where they both uh, declare their love for one another. And so hopefully we won't get any more of this, like Vale acting in a weird fucking way type right. shit anymore. Cause like she just be honest about your feelings, girl. Be honest. Agreed. So, <coughs> all right. Uh, Any other fun little notes? I think we covered just about everything uh, that I that I can think of. Is there any other thoughts for you? No, I really liked this episode, though, man. Like I said, it had a real "How I Met Your Mother" vibe to it. It made me. Yeah. It was definitely a nostalgia kick to the balls. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I do find it funny. We had this crazy character with Mia, and it was directed by a crazy guy in Hooch. <laughs> I mean, Hooch is crazy. Hooch is crazy, man. Would have loved to have seen him in the episode, though. That would have been cool. Just like a random, like, he's just kind of there in the background or something. <laughs> online. That would have been fun, because then I would have been like, yo, Hooch is in this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I think this is one of the <laughs> I think it's one of the better episodes of the season so far. I agree. Um, uh, hopefully they can keep on that kind of track of just real good content. I had, so far, I haven't disliked. We got any, four more episodes. Yeah. So far, I have not disliked any of the episodes in, in the first season. So Neither have I. Um, I hope that it continues that way. So, uh, yeah, if you, think, if you don't have anything left to say, then I guess uh, it's time to wrap it up, John. Where can the people find you? Well, ladies and gentlemen. Of the jury, <laughs> I plead not guilty to being here on Twitter at Simply Sane J1, where you can go check out my podcast and my blog and random tweets towards celebrities and wrestlers and all the crazy shit that just comes to my mind here and there. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, sometimes they get weird. Sometimes they get funny. You never know what you're It's like a box That's of chocolates, true. folks. It's like a box ah, of chocolates. It's like a box you. of chocolates with with a, with a missing lid because then you truly don't know what you're going to get. I Just love saying. you, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. As well as right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That is a Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. You are watching this on YouTube. You are on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell. Just so that uh, anytime we drop a, a video, whether it be uh, a last call or any of the other videos that uh, we do over here on uh, his videos. Yeah. I mean, you've been in a few. I have. And I hope to get you in a few more. Um, yeah. You can, you can check us out uh, there. If you're just listening on podcast form uh, on anchor, uh, anchor.fm slash last call H I M Y M. You can leave us a voice message there, you know, give us your thoughts. We'll play that on air. That's always oh, yeah. a fun time. If you listen on uh, Apple or Spotify, you want to leave us a five-star review, write something down. We'll read that out on air as well. Actually, as I uh, pretty sure I forgot to the last episode, uh, we actually do have a, uh, a review. Oh, you forgot uh, to even tell me then. Yeah, well, no, I think I had sent it to you, but we never read it out on air. Oh, um, you're right. Yeah, so let's let's do that right now. We did have a, a new five-star uh, review from uh, username Boozmont. Thanks, Boozmont. 
with the title Legend, wait for it, Derry. Says, absolutely love the podcast. Always makes my day when a new episode comes out. Short, simple, sweet, but we love it. Thank you, Boozma. And thank you, everybody thank you. Thank you, thank who, you. who has, uh, you know, left reviews or just, you know, liked on Twitter or whatever, you know, just in general watches the show or listens or to Or the it. couple people who have reached out to be on the show. Yeah, like we, we appreciate you. We love you. And uh, we're going to keep bringing you more content. It's going to be uh, good, good times. And I hope Hell, that you guys yeah. continue to join us uh, and join us next week for episode seven of How I Met Your Father as well as Slap Bet coming this Monday. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. If you love uh, Robin Sparkles, you better be prepared because it's going to be a good show. Uh, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? Listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. That's right. Catch you next time.